Hello, Cryptonauts. Today we are recording for January 24th, 2021. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me or becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10, Discover Coins. So this is five different groups. Group number one, Trending Search. Group number two, Most Voted Coins. Group number three, Positive Sentiment. Group number four, Recently Added. Group number five, Most Visited. So we're going to go down 10 on each group. Start off with trending search, group number one, Pancake Swap. Two, Binance Coin. Three, Dodo. Four, Barry Data. Five, Venus. Six, Pool Together. Seven, Frontier. Eight, Injective Protocol. Nine, Auto. Ten, Uniswap. Okay, next group, most voted coins. Number one, Celo. Two, XRP. 3. Zilliqa. Number 4. Pundi X. Number 5. Uh, Litentry. Litten number 6. Elrond. Number 7. The Graph. Number 8. BitTorrent. Number 9. Synthetics Network Token. And number 10. Dash. Alright, next group. Positive Sentiment. Number 1. Cello. Number 2. XRP. Number 3. Zilliqa. Number 4. Pundi X. Number 5. Reserve rights token. Number six, uh, Litentry. Number seven, Elrond. Number eight, The Graph. Number nine, BitTorrent. And number ten, Synthetics Network Token. All right, next group recently added. Number one, um, ARKE, ARK. Number two, Pub Finance. Number three, Yield Panda. Number four, Electric Cash. Number five, Swap Stablecoin. Number six, Big Night. Number seven, McBase Finance. Number eight, Hyperburn. Number nine, CoinShare, CoinShare's Gold and Crypto Assets Index Lite. And number 10, Xmon. Last group, most visited. Number one, Litentree. Number two, Binance Coin. Number three, Polygon. Number four, Pull Together. Number five, one inch. Number six, Venus. Number seven, Uniswap. Number eight, Auto. Number nine, Barry Data. And number 10, Dodo. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10. Discover Coins. Your overall total market cap is at $1.625 trillion, up by 0.6%. All right, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Tim Hucky. DeFi coins boom as crypto markets recovers. Hooray! Profits for everyone in the crypto markets today, which today is a sea of green in these choppiest of choppy waters. 
coin that power coins that power decentralized finance protocols performed the best. But in a day of profit, for all that concludes a week of heavy casualties, it's difficult to say that any coin performed the worst. At a push, Tezos, which fell by 3% today. Let's focus on the gains. Decrypt is a glass half full publication. Even if we decline to disclose the frothy, noxious liquid with which we fill that glass. In the past 24 hours, Bitcoin's price rose by 1.6%, Ethereum's by 7.76%, and Polkadot by 0.76%. Uh, DeFi's coin performed swimmingly. Aave rose by 20.88% to $238. Uniswap by 18.2% to $10.55. Synthetics to 12.99% to $16.08. And SushiSwap by 13.84% to $7.93. Chainlink yesterday is the winner of the all time high of $25. Sunk down to $23.98. Okay, here we go. Next news written by Tim Hockey. Band. Vape company uses crypto to fight counterfeits. Vaping and crypto, name a more Gen Z duo. Today, Puff Bar, a vaping brand that sells fruit-flavored nicotine huffers, said that it will use crypto to stop people from selling knockoffs of its devices. Their brand posted on Reddit this week that it will be using VeChain Technologies, VET and uh, Siphon, Siphon to fight counterfeits. Underneath a dark regu- regulatory cloud, Puff Bar is produced by Cool Clouds Distribution, a Los Angeles company founded in 2019. According to the Wall Street Journal, Cool Clouds stopped selling its product in the U.S. after the, the FDA banned the flavored e-cigarettes since too many kids thought the clouds were too er cool. Our products are not healthy. Everything we sell is for adults. Consumers were, who are going to vape knowing the risk, said Puff Bar on its Reddit account. About the band, Puff Bar said, We are not perfect. We grew fast. We made mistakes. We pulled back to correct our mistakes. It added that, Stop selling before any warning letters. While Puff Bar's products are off the market, counterfeits have taken their place. The brand's Reddit account is trying to dissuade people from clicking on links that sell fake products, but it's not enough to stem the tide. We pulled our products off the market in July 2020 and now fakes are fake accounts uh, for about 95% of the products you see out there, it said. It's been horrible. How blockchain cryptographic ledger can help. To save the day, blockchain, our faithful friend Puff Bar will use VeChain so that customers can verify the authenticity of its vapes once it returns to shelves. The idea is that blockchain are immutable and everything logged on them can be al- can't be altered or change without 51% of the network's com- computer's mutiny. The, auth- uh, the, authenticate- the authentication technology uses a tag from the French anti-counterfeiting company Siphon made from a p- proprietary ink and printer and the user's own phone camera for verification. When you go to our site to verify, you click a button and it will automatically open the camera on your phone. You take a picture and submit. Press enter. Within five seconds, the technology is able to pick up the micro micro imperfections of the sticker that can't be seen by the naked eye to verify whether this product is authentic or not, it said. Puff Bar said it will start rolling out over the next few weeks, starting with the U.S. Anybody that knows this industry knows fakes have been rampant. Prepare to start seeing a lot more vet in the vaping industry. 
Next news written by Xiao Kong. Why Polkadot is the hottest crypto in China. It's not a secret that in China, Polkadot resembles a newer, better EOS, the public blockchain that sweeps the Chinese crypto ecosystem in 2018. Both projects have inspiring foreign, in particular, Caucasian leaders who frequent China's blockchain conferences and cocktail parties. Let's see. EOS, is, EOS and Polkadot are backed by Chinese capitalists who spread the Ethereum killer nat- uh, narrative whenever they can on crypto WeChat. These capitalists, especially exchanges such as Binance, Huobi, and MXC, come with a war of chest of funds to lure entrepreneurs to the Polkadot ecosystem. Both projects have attracted strong interest from Chinese retailers, but somehow are far less known abroad. Despite the two projects' perceived similarities, Polkadot has developed its own narrative and community. This week's The Bing examines the rise of Polkadot and how that reflects the state of crypto in China. It takes more than one day to build Rome. Obviously, Polkadot, who's selling, who's selling point as a blockchain of blockchains, is big everywhere right now. Having recently flipped XRP to become the fourth largest cryptocurrency by market cap, no project can win no project can win China without spending time and money on blockchain conferences and roadshows, and Polkadot perfected that game. Not only is its founder Gavin Wood a semi-resident in the Shanghai area, but he has also established a community of vocal influencers, investors, developers, marketers, and speculators. They believe in Polkadot's techno- technological vision, its monetary vision, or both. Perhaps more importantly, Polkadot has gotten many developers to abandon Ethereum, which Wood co-founded and built on its blockchain instead. A report from Outliner Ventures shows that Polkadot saw a 44% increase in monthly active developers in the past 12 months in May 2020, while Bitcoin and Ethereum saw mild decline. Chinese developers are particularly active in the Polkadot community based on Web3's recent announcements among its 200 grand recipients. Close to 20% of the recipients come from China. For example, Marvin Tong, founder and CEO of Bala Network, a substrate-based confidential smart contract blockchain, told me that in his original quest to bring privacy to the blockchain world, he examined EOS, Ethereum Layer 2, Cosmos, and Polkadot. We chose Polkadot instead because we believe that its technology is the most advanced, and I think we made the right decision. More importantly, Substrate is the uh, important tool. It allows us to reduce repetitive blockchain development work, Tong told me. Substrate is a framework that allows devs to build blockchains. It's too early to say whether Polkadot is more advanced than other blockchains. Data shows that, that at its peak, Polkadot processed 12,619 transactions in a day, which compared to the Ethereum average of 1.1 million per day, indicates that the technology race is not over yet. Indeed, even in January 2017, when Ether's price was roughly $10, the network still had an average of 50,000 transactions per day, more than four times higher than Polkadot's best day thus far. But in China, at least, there's there's something else beyond technology that differentiates Polkadot. The Web3 Foundation, Parity, and Gavin are very powerful together, Tong told me. No other foundation can be as generous and strategic when selecting grand recipients. They are also very supportive in marketing our projects. This sentiment of being taken care of hits a home run. After all, entrepreneurs require not only initial capital, but also attention and cultivation. 
Ethereum and many other blockchains have taken a neutral but distant approach to the Chinese market, partly due to the language barrier and partly due to a lack of understanding. Polkadot manages to penetrate the Chinese market like a well-oiled marketing machine. It also shows that it cares. Cynics could could argue that, that this care stems from a desire to shill its token, perhaps. But given that the crypto world is built on consensus, anything that can get people to believe in one narrative is a win. Miss DeFi, gotta catch the dot. Polkadot also fills a narrative vacancy. China was late to the DeFi yield farming festival last summer. The country only woke up in September, shocked by the unstoppable force of the design five-digit APY farming, wondering what's the next hot thing. Chinese retailers moving to Polkadot satisfies their FOMO while providing some comfort. First, it has a legit foundation, who is portrayed by the real developers behind Ethereum, Woods, narrative of Ethereum as a toy versus Polkadot as a real thing resonates with many in China. After all, who there would not choose a senior engineer who has decades of programming experience over a 26-year-old kid? Second, Polkadot adopted an auction game that is similar to EOS in which both projects ask investors to stake tokens to gain influence. For EOS, users stake tokens to become a supernode. For Polkadot, users stake DOT to win a pair of chain. The Chinese crypto circle already went through a wild EOS supernode race in 2018, so running another one in 2021 sounds, well, just fine. The winning strategy of such game is to collect enough capital so your node or parachain gets the final seat. How to collect capital? Good old marketing and community shilling. These are familiar tactics that Chinese capitals can play with their eyes closed. And lastly, DeFi happened. As Ethereum embarks on a journey to find its true product market fit, Polkadot benefits from this narrative win as well because it can simply claim that DeFi works better in its ecosystem rather than the one clogged uh, the one clogged Ethereum network. In fact, Binance established a $10 million fund to attract developers to so- solely build DeFi products around the Polkadot ecosystem. Two birds, one stone. Chinese homegrown projects such as the Akala also managed to raise capital from a known investor even though it's just building Polkadot's version of lending and DEX products. If Ethereum DeFi continues to innovate, Polkadot can sustain its DeFi ecosystem for some time too game is still on. The rise of Polkadot in China should come as no surprise. It showcased the perfect playbook of how foreign projects can succeed in China. Iconic founder, relentless marketing, and a recipient od- receptive audience awaiting the next crypto narrative. But let's not forget one thing. It's all about the community because the community builds consensus. Polkadot has built a reputable consensus in China as the most credible Ethereum wannabe. That narrative has been, the strength that has been strengthened by international players increasing interest from the likes of investors such as Polychain, which announced a Polkadot-focused fund in October 2019. However, can it escape the same rise and fall as the fate of other Ethereum wannabes, EOS? It's still early days, and some Polkadot projects such as Mantra and MakerDAO Copycat that claims to be the first DeFi projects on Polkadot are getting very bad press in China. But the game is far from over. As long as the community is still expanding and entrepreneurs are built on Polkadot, 
the platform will continue to be the Chinese crypto circle's darling child. Nice. That was written very well. Who wrote that again? Xiao Kong. I love it. That was great. Two thumbs up on that one. Next news, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Bitcoin's volatility's highest since COVID-19 crash. Skew. Bitcoin's realized volatility has reached levels as high as March 2020, the month in which Bitcoin crashed due to COVID-19, according to data from analytics company Skew. Realized volatility refers to the average fluctuation between the coin's price over a 30-day period. Skew measures the volatility by working out the standard derivative uh, uh, deviation in the price of Bitcoin over time. In the past month, the figure touched 103%. The company's data showed this means that in the past 30 days, the price of Bitcoin uh, deviated from the from its average price by 103%. Wow! <laughs> contributing to this to contributing to this over the past month are the sudden peaks and and troughs of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's price. A huge sell-off on January 11th caused Bitcoin to suffer its largest day, uh, daily price drop, and in the weeks prior to Bitcoin's uh, $41,000, its highest price ever. Although the volatility figures are similar to those of last March, when Bitcoin crashed once the pandemic kicked into gear. The main difference is we're in a bull run. Dur- during bull runs, price fluctuations are more common as investors cash out at different points. Pedro Febrero, an analyst at Quantum Economics, told Decrypt, the more volatility the price has, the greater the magnitude of the change in the price of Bitcoin. During the bull run, this is to be expected. What comes down can go up. Despite Bitcoin's volatility, it has outperformed other assets such as gold in the past year. Plus, overall, the volatility of Bitcoin is going down. As the price of the market cap of the cryptocurrency has increased over time, the volatility of the asset has decreased. And over the past year, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are up and performing better than traditional investments. One anonymous investor tracked 10 cryptocurrencies over the course of 2020 and found that they performed over 8 times better than the US stock market. His $1,000 crypto investment grew by 139% while the S&P 500 was up 16%. Wow. Alright, next news and last news of the day, written by Tim Hakey. Analyst gives three reasons why $1.6 billion in ETH just left exchanges. Some hefty whales have been detected in the waters of the Ethereum blockchain. The Ethereum balance on top tier crypto exchanges reached a 15 month low of 15.4 million ETH, according to a tweet from crypto analytics team Glassnode on Saturday, Saturday 23rd. The exodus started on Tuesday when there was 16.6 million ETH in exchanges, meaning that $1.6 billion has left the exchanges. The Well Alert Twitter account, a bot that tracks large crypto transactions, reported that much of it shifted from major crypto exchanges to anonymous wallets. But where is it gone and what caused the exodus? What caused an ETH exodus? An analyst explained. Pedro Fabrero, an analyst at Quantum Economics, told Decrypt that there could be three reasons that explains why so much ETH was drained from exchanges. First, Ethereum has returned to being locked in DeFi, said Febrero. In reference to crypto staked in decentralized finance smart contracts, DeFi refers to bidding industry of decentralized lending protocols, exchanges, and synthetic derivatives protocol. However, the one that doesn't check out, according to DeFi Pulse, 
a site that tracks the amount of crypto locked in smart contracts, the amount of ETH locked in DeFi actually decreased from 7 million ETH on Tuesday to 6.9 million the next day, and then back again to 7 million. At best, this explains a 0.1 million ETH. Assume that the DeFi's post data is correct, and so the extra 0.1 million ETH gain from these exchanges. So what about the rest? Fabretto's next best guess, the number of ETH locked in these beacon chains grew by more than 320% since December oops, 2020. Fabretto here is talking about ETH locked up in smart contracts for ETH 2.0, the next gen, uh, generation upgrade to the Ethereum blockchain. People stake money in ETH 2.0 to protect the network and earn staking rewards on their deposits. And bingo, the stats check out. On January 19th, 170,000 ETH was staked in Ethereum 2.0 and then another 200,000 ETH on Wednesday. That could account for a third of the missing ETH, but not all. And while ETH 2.0 stakers have cooled off by Thursday, ETH kept on draining. Febrero's third crack, institutional investors and smart money like Grayscale investors are accumulating Ethereum, he said, citing one of Decrypt's own articles. But according to metric site BYB Team, Grayscale hasn't been buying any more ETH for its publicly traded trust. Hmm. Okay. Computer crashed, so I just restarted my computer. Continuing on to where I think we left off. So, where, where's all the ETH gone? Private investors, hodlers, and investors may explain the location of the rest of the mystery coin. But where the ETH has gone is a secondary importance when it compared to the fact that it has left exchanges, explained Fabretto. In our opinion, we think this might be the price of Ether has a greater chance of moving up. The less Ether available at exchanges, the more likely the price to rise, he said. Hooray. That was it. That was it, Cryptonauts. We are done. Jeez Louise, I need, I need a new laptop. This thing is ridiculous. With that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Stack sats and huddle. Adios.